Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Week with Cheek podcast. Right, before we start the podcast, I would like to acknowledge that we are on stolen Aboriginal land here in Mianjin, and that sovereignty was never ceded, and I'd like to pay my respects to Elders past and present. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. Welcome. Today. Today. Today we're going to be talking about friendship, something Hannah doesn't know about. (laughs) (laughs) I am so funny, quirky, <laughs> but I'm not a good friend. <laughs> That's a new t-shirt. That's actually such a lie. That you're quirky you and a not a friend? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say you're not quirky, but you are a good friend. I'm not quirky. I don't think so. I think I'm fucking awesome. I think so. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I've just have a bit of reevaluating to do if you can please leave. <laughs> So true. Good call out. Anyways. I don't think you're quirky. I don't want to be quirky. I think it's you're a really funny, disgusting though. word. Well, yeah, you fucking better. I'm oh, the funniest sorry. person I know. Hilarious, I mean. Yeah. If your Instagram bio is to be I, believed. I knew you'd notice the change Which in 48 I, hours. That's how often you stalk me. Always did. You only just changed 48 it. 48 hours ago. Oh, I changed. I, I noticed it this morning and I was like, oh, interesting. Yep. Okay, then. Maker of memes felt cringy. Yeah. Because, like, who uses the word memes anymore? It's such a millennial thing. Do you think? Yep. What do Zoomers call them? Funnies. No, I just know I just <laughs> that up. <laughs> For a split second, I was like, she could be serious because I wouldn't know. I'm not being serious, but what I mean is like, to say the word that I make memes, like that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. If someone yeah. told me they make memes, I'd be like, fucking show me one thing that's funny. Yeah, true. So instead I put hilarious at Cheek Media Co. Okay. Which well. is what I am. <laughs> Clearly, you've been cackling. Anyway. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you go. Proof. Go off. <laughs> Laugh at me. Go off. Okay. Fittingly, <laughs> we are talking about friendship in this episode. Or like particularly like personal relationships, I'd say. Probably extends past. Yes. Although I guess that's going to be past part of the question. Well, maybe. Sneak peek up for you. Um, okay. So I was about to say we put up a poll. We didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say that. I was going to be what like, "What a weird start!" So we've actually polled our audience. Oh, no, we have that. <laughs> we have Sorry. So basically, so yesterday we were like, "Ah, oh, fuck! What are we going to do a podcast on?" Because that's how we roll, very professional. And then Kristen said, "Well, I saw this quote. Actually, mm-hmm. what do you think about it?" And to be honest, I didn't really know what it meant at first until Kristen later said something different, and then I was like, "Oh, that's what you're I knew that you didn't about. read the oh. caption. It was mostly in the caption." But I didn't. How was I supposed to read the caption? Well, I showed it to you like this. And I also <laughs> sent this to you. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm the CEO and you're hilarious. Stop. <laughs> oh, you are such a control freak. I didn't. I didn't to take it back from me the, just there. I didn't mean to put it in quotes. I didn't put quotes to say you're not hilarious. Okay. Anyway. So the post, because also I think that we, we should give them credit. We need another minute silence me to feel offended. <laughs> no, just keep going. Read you can it. do it while I read. <laughs> Efficiency. I didn't mean hilarious as in you're not hilarious. I know. I just almost you, quoting you almost verbatim. You emphasizing that is offensive in itself. <laughs> okay, so, go for it. This is really vital to the podcast. <laughs> Um, so the quote is, we live in a society where we are responsible for the morality of the people we break bread with. And it's attributed to Guys We Fucked, the um, anti-slut shaming podcast. But I don't know if they made up the quote. So 
Sorry if that was your quote and they stole it. Um, I'd be surprised. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a random thing from a podcast. Um, Okay, so caption, what do we think? Is it our responsibility to keep our friends' morals in check? That's the question we're going to be asking today. I think that the two things are different. I think that saying that we have a responsibility for the morality of people we break bread with is like insinuating that like our you can tell someone's morals by the people that they spend time with but then in the caption it said are we responsible for keeping our friends morals in check which to me is like calling it out kind of thing i think they're a bit different yeah but i think that sort of comes into the idea that people can be changed and if you like someone fundamentally but you're maybe having a um differentiation or a distinction on something like a moral value that to say that you can't be friends with them on the pure basis of that one view or that one value um, and not have that conversation and bring them along and, and try mm-hmm. is also to negate it as well. I think like, mm. I, I don't see the value in saying like, Oh, well, if our morals are different, we're not friends. I think, I think they're, I think they're connected in that way. Like yeah. we are, we are responsible to keep them in check, but if someone is fundamentally misaligned, then, then it's a reflection of us. This is so interesting because this is, I think, the biggest difference between the two of us. Because I'm very I much. I knew this was going to happen. One, two. Well, I don't think it's. I don't think that either way is right. Yes, not necessarily. Neither. Um, but I think, like for me, and our, obviously our interpretations of that quote are different. Because for me, I'm like, oh my god, I can't have anyone around me who's like problematic. Like that's really bad. Yeah, but what's because problematic? I wouldn't. Um, well, it would be according to my own values. Yes. Yeah. Um, so problematic to me or like misaligned with my own values um, is probably a better way to talk about it. Um, Is that, so if I like had a friend and then they said something fucking racist Mm. or like something about the queen um, that was like pro monarchy for me, that's like, okay, I have to reevaluate this friendship because this is not working for me. And these are not the people that I want to have around me. Right. But for you, when you hear someone and probably I would say, like, I would assume that it's not even necessarily, like, your close friends. It's, like, people in your proximity say something, um, you know, for example, like, racist or pro-monarchy. You'd be like, oh, here's an opportunity to provide them with a different view. That's the view that I align with. Yeah. So I think that our interpretations of the of the idea or the quote are very different based on that. Yeah, but I also think it's hard because our definitions and of friendship and our social circles are different too. So Mm. you're someone who likes a very close few people that are completely aligned. Yeah. Whereas I actually like having significant differentiations in my friend group because that offers me like in my view, like I, I like having a wider circle. I like having differences of opinion and I like, um, no, and and that's not to say I like engaging in conflict or I'm like attracted to accepting problematic behavior necessarily, Mm. but I like that. I feel like I'm bouncing around maybe outside of, my own views Bubble. and my own echo chamber and doing those sorts of things. I'm not saying you are, you yeah. aren't like that, but I, I get what you're saying. Like you, you have very limited time for other people and you only want to have, <laughs> no, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it is true. You it's like, so you like really intense, high quality one-on-one time. Mm. So if someone is like racist in that time, you're like, well, I was a fucking waste yeah, of my exactly. life. <laughs> Whereas I'm like at a party on the weekend with 25 people and I'm like, yo, I fucking hated that, that you said that, you know, like, yeah. but it's not like I'm brought down by that because, mm. but then again, like the other, the flip side of that is there's a lot of things that like I say, my friends say that I know I wouldn't say in front of other people. Like, I think that you see a lot of content on TikTok that's like, you know, sometimes you take one friend to another friend and you're like, don't do that shit. Oh yeah. And that's when I'm like really questioning my own values. Cause I'm like, 
if I'd be embarrassed in front of one friend, what does that say about what I'm accepting and what I'm tolerating and what, what, who, who does that make me then? Mm. Um, and that's kind of an interesting point too, because then I'm like, am I problematic? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. So it's like that question as well. Like if I'm breaking bread with these people, but I don't think they'd, because mm-hmm. I also think, isn't it interesting in social circles? I don't want to take away from the, the central topic, but like when you meet someone else's friends and you're confused, Oh, that is such a red flag. And it right. feels like a betrayal and you're like, I don't even know this yeah. person or myself. But, and I think, and like, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like I talk about it a lot with my friends is like this idea of like a personality pie. Mm. And when I first told someone, they say, well, like, oh, do you mean like what flavor? So like, oh, I'm steak and mushroom. Oh, and I was like, yeah, no, you, what the <laughs> so fuck? Listen, listen to me. Leave idiot. BuzzFeed in 2013 where it belongs. fuck off. <laughs> That's obviously I, a millennial who's I see like a physical pie or a graph pie. I don't care. I see like each person is this, this pie or a pizza and you slice yourself up and you are different portions of the pie with different people. Mm-hmm. Now, like my ideal for myself would be that I would be, you're not hundred percent with anyone except yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's like my best friends and like my I, partner that I'd want to be with. I don't know if I'm a partner, but the <laughs> idea was, the, my idea was I'd want to be really close to 100 percent. Okay. With like my best friends, like what two or three people in the world, huh? 98. Exactly. But I understand sometimes when it comes back to this idea of like who you're sharing space with and like when your friends meet friends, sometimes you get a bit of a shock mm. when you meet a friend's friend. And I try my best not to judge the person when I meet their friends and I think, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I, I get that people get different things from different people mm. and I respect that. It's kind of like when it comes back to, um, you know, when we say a lot of the time men get a lot of their emotional needs met only from their significant other. Yeah. It's good when people have different kinds of friendship and get different things from different spaces. Mm. But when the value misalignment is like, it's fucking flying everywhere. It either means that that person is like devoid of like political and social value and they just hang out with people they like spending time with, Mm -hmm. which I would never do. Like I'm not going to be like completely negate that worldview. Right. But for me, politics and social issues are so closely aligned to my identity that if the people around me, like I couldn't all like have a conversation, like a progressive conversation with they're probably not in my life or not a, a, an important part of my life at all. Mm-hmm. But not to say that they're, I know that probably only like, when we get to that outer friendship circle, I don't know what people are voting. Really? I don't know what everyone's voting. Hmm. But I feel don't... like I would know everyone who I spend any amount of time with I think I know how they vote I don't think any of my friends vote liberal mm. but like I, w- I wouldn't know beyond that interesting that's so strange it's really taking me off guard but I think it's because like there are people I spend time with that I really avoid political conversations with because like I'm like that's 10% of the pie that I'm just spending time with you for this reason yeah but I think that everyone who's close to me in, s- in any way that I'm willing to be open and honest and a, a true friend mm-hmm. it's all set in stone yeah but there are a lot of acquaintances and people i just know and like would have a friendly conversation with but i'd have no idea mm-hmm. well i think that um i think that it's probably more applicable for like family this quote no i think it's less well i think it's more sorry i shouldn't say applicable i think it's more like i don't know more meaningful because it's like your like, I don't know. And some people might, to be honest, if I had a family member who, um, voted for like Pauline Hanson, I'd probably be like, you're actually dead to me and I'm not speaking to you anymore. But I think that family and like really close relationships, especially family, cause you don't get to choose. Um, 
is more about like how you interact with those people because I think that it's a difference between like calling it out when family member says something problematic and like just being like oh it's just them haha oh absolutely but I actually think that the fact that you can't choose them Mm. it makes that quote less applicable because if I have a friend that's continuously engaging in like and perpetuating some sort of bigotry yeah um that's in a public space and they're like making jokes like I will be like that's it right Mm -hmm. like well, I think family is a perfect test for whether you live by that quote or not. Yeah, but I also understand that for a lot of people, like... Not the, safe. The, uh, yes, and the idea of family and keeping the peace, because, you know, you can have 20 family members and three that are problematic at the table, but you might not have a choice and mm. it might not be, you know, you just... I can understand in those situations letting it go yeah. because you just want to have a nice day with everyone else. Yes. Like, and, and, I, and I wouldn't ever critique someone for just ignoring that so that they can have that wholesome family time. Whereas with friendships, I think it's more like you're actively choosing and electing and pursuing this with no, Mm -hmm. but I also, and to the, and I think we both agree with this to the flip side of that, where both of the view, like, I don't understand the blood is thicker than water thing. Me neither. Right. It's not. It's not. Technically it is, but technically like scientifically it is blood. (laughs) We're not liquid. We're not perpetuating some disinformation. No, sorry. Blood is actually thinner than water. Spread the word. But I, I don't, um, like I value my friendships more, more than my, my family probably. Mm -hmm. I'm not, not, sorry, not my brother and sister. I value my brother and sister more importantly than anyone else, but my parents can eat shit. My parents parents can eat shit. Sorry. (laughs) 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 For me, it's more just like, um, I just don't think that – I think that the idea of, like, blood is thicker than water is, like, you do anything for family no matter what. Like, oh, that's yeah. what it is for me. The, I, and no, I'm like, what? You what know if what? they murdered somebody? That's literally <laughs> always my thing is, like, my mum said to me from, like, a really young age, I, and I actually have so much respect for this because it is who I am too. She was like, I just think that if X, if their child killed someone, they'd help them bury the body. And she was like, I'd fucking call triple zero on you straight up. And I was like <laughs> – Fair. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, if you murdered someone, I'd be like, what can I do to help? I agree with that. I would do that for you too. Yeah. But um, when it comes like, to my mum, I actually respect that she's like, if I raised a monster, I'm fucking dobbing on the monster. Yes. Yeah. Although unless you just, like, actually – unless you murdered someone, like, for no reason – then I'd be like, mm, no, I don't know her. But if, you, <laughs> if it was some kind of revenge murder, I'd be like, Go count off. me in. <laughs> Go off. <laughs> but it's more just like that. Like blood is thick in the water to me is just like um, blind unrelenting, loyalty. Yeah, love, like unconditional loyalty. I, and I don't believe in that. Do you not understand when people say like, you know, like marriage should be unconditional love. Fucking no. all love is conditional. What are you all fucking talking about? be conditional. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah. Unless it's a baby. You're saying everyone can do like someone can do anything to you and you're like, well, it's unconditional. That's like, fucked what up. What the fuck? That's fucked up. Loyalty is such like, a, I find that so like a toxic masculinity, like that Chris, type of blind. So loyalty. basically what we're saying right now is one of us, if one of us steps out of line, we're done. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Hold each other to account. That's good. I think it is like, yeah. you can't just let people, it, it's all the same shit. No, I agree. You can't just let people do anything and be like, well, in 2012, he helped me when <laughs> I was going through a tough time. I'm like, I don't fucking care if he's like murdered your cat. What the fuck? Yeah. No forgiveness. That is actually absurd. We, I really don't know where it comes from. We are a bit both take no prisoners in this sense as well, though. Yes. Like, I mean, I'm pretty easy to, like, if someone wrongs me, I'm pretty easy to wash my hands with them generally. 
Yeah. Wash my hands with them, of them. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I am soaping you up, bitch. We're going to do this together and it's going to be healing, okay? Let's wash each, wash each other's hands. <laughs> I just think that, no, like, no, no. Mm. So many people have gone through this world fucking unchecked for their entire lives and that's how you end up with people like Scott Morrison, okay? <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. People around him have been like, Scott, you're a really good politician. You're going to be the prime minister one day because you're so fucking good. Who did that? Someone must have. His wife. Men like that do not prop themselves up. They get propped up by others. He was propped up by Jesus. It's so true. <laughs> it's a shame Jesus doesn't oh, exist. God. <laughs> oh, God. That, awesome. Those songs stick in your head. Like, oh, I haven't shit. heard them for like... Over a decade. Lamb of God. Sometimes. Fucking jam. You think that one's a jam? Jam. My school had like a few like cool like hill songy ones. So did mine. Those are like, the ones are really catchy. We had like a welcome to the family and we had this one called Go Make a Difference. Oof. Mm, it hits. I don't know those ones. Go Make a Difference. Go Make a Difference in the World was the vibe of the chorus. Oh. I can't think of any right now. No but one. Amazing Grace was always my school's favorite. Oh. With the extra. That's quite emotional. The extra verse track this guy was called by god to write an extra verse to amazing grace and he said god there's no way and then god was like way and then he wrote it that's the actual story of what happened (laughs) okay look into it backing into the breaking bread yes so when we talk about like being responsible Mm -hmm. what does that actually look like well, I think the perfect, a good example is like a partner. I've seen a lot of this on TikTok, so I don't know if anyone else has seen it. But the um, the like trope is like, sorry, this is so straight. The, <laughs> that's my favorite catchphrase. Um, the like Instagram activist woman who is like dating the like Trump supporter racist boyfriend. Yes. I think that's like a perfect, and I, it's not all about relationships. Uh, it's not all about like um intimate relationships but i think it's a good example because it's like if i you know knew someone who was really progressive and aligned with me and then they brought their partner to an event and they were like problematic problematic or like racist i'd just be like what the absolute what is that like i just think that for me is like grounds for my personal cancellation of the person yeah because you can't like i just don't nobody who i want to be around with would ever date someone who has like conservative or racist, homophobic, etc. views. Yes. And if you're allowing them in a partner or even in a friendship, then I think that that's a poor reflection on you. Either your values are not as they are as you represent them, or your, um, I don't know, just like would take convenience over calling it out and allowing that person. Cause I think like there is like something to say for your um, approach of like educating people and bringing them on in the journey. But well, thank you. And because that's I'm assuming, there is something to be <laughs> there said is about something your to whole be said. view. Hannah. Well, what I, I'm, I still wouldn't do it personally. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I wouldn't, um, can't be bothered. That's not part of the reason. Actually. I'm just like, I can't with these people don't understand you yes, go away from yes. me. Um, you're upsetting me. You're ruining my chakras. So, there is something to be said for that, but then like, and obviously like, you don't condone it when it's like a friendship that is like really close to someone. It's not, that's not it. No, agreed. And if someone can be in a relationship, if a like 
fucking racist person can be in a relationship with a person who's progressive, then that progressive person is not doing a very good job, quite frankly. But the other, and I think the thing that like is probably missing from our perspective on this is that like people don't talk about social issues and politics the way we do every single day. Yeah. Like if like to me, if I'm putting my best foot forward, it's like letting people know immediately what I do for work, what cheek is, Mm. um, what my views are, because we, there's no point stepping past like, you know, hello, (laughs) there's no point stepping off go (laughs) if we're not aligned. Right. And that's because like, I just have no Mm -hmm. capacity or time for people like that. But there is, and this is what I think is really hard is like a lot of friendships aren't based on those things. Yeah. I think if it's not important to you, then maybe it's not. Yeah. But for me, like, and can you have, and and this is where I think comes back to this personality part. Mm. Like what is our responsibility when it's not someone that like, we, like we have a very close friendship and like when we disagree, sometimes it's on the most niche shit in the Mm. 1% and we're like, I just got to take a few hours. (laughs) It's going to take a few hours away. (laughs) (laughs) But um, when when you're, you know, if I had a friendship with someone that was just social sport and a drink on the weekend or, you know, we did a class together or blah, 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 something like that. And I'm getting something really wholesome from them. And it might take you a couple of years in that sort of a context to Mm -hmm. like discover what's lying underneath. Then like what, like, if you can separate that, I, I probably still couldn't. It would probably make me a bit nauseous if I knew, if I discovered it and then I continued. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting in those contexts because I think there's so many, there's so much capacity for different type, types of friendships. And again, in those settings, maybe I could have the conversation still and be like, well, we're very different in that way. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't want you to bring it up, but you should consider these things. But it's like, what is our responsibility to continue pursuing and fixing as well? Like, I think I've probably done enough fixing. So as much as I say, like, I mean, you said there's something to be said. Thank you. I respect that. Something to be said for my view. Um, but I think the other thing is, is that there's a problem with my view. Awful. I know. Admitting a problem. Wow. There's a problem for my view in the fact that, like, is it my job in every social setting? to be fixing, educating. Yeah. Like it's something I can do and I have capacity to do, but like. Somebody who's going to relax. Like it's like, I'm always looking at people and like, I want to see the best in people. Mm. And I think that's my problem. Yeah. You don't have that problem. No, there's (laughs) no best in most Actually, my psychologist said it to me the other day. She said, you find it really hard to let go because you want to see the best in someone, even when there's like so much bad. Yeah. And so you're so willing to forgive or look past because you're like, but I can, I can aid this. Mm. And it's just like, well, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and that, I think that's a, that, it's a good and a bad thing, you yeah. know, in these situations, like when I take on responsibility for that person's morality or something like that's a fucking big ask. Yeah. And it's like, also that person might not want to be fixed or, you know, come around to that view or like, what is it? Who am I to say that like, I am, I'm going to heal you by yeah. making you progressive. Like that's fucked too, yeah. in a sense. That actually is like a lot of our conversations do revolve around that. Cause you're kind of like, cause I'm like canceled. They're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do say that probably most weeks that someone's dead to me and they genuinely are like, I seriously mean they're dead I to me. I know it's so exhausting um, for me. You can't come back from being dead I'm to like, me. What do you mean? You know, the, that cafe barista was nice. <laughs> 
Like, and the moment that cafe again. That actually has happened I have before. A, yeah, there's a cafe. There's a cafe before. near our work. And I have a feeling that they're in Dubai. But she has no proof. I, did, I don't have proof. I just have like a few suggestions. And so you're like, they're dead to me. We're never going to that cafe again. But the coffee's really good. And they put a little bit of brownie on top of the coffee cup I do every miss day. the brownie. Yeah. And you're like, they're dead to me. And I'm like, we have no cold hard evidence of this. You've just got a sneaking suspicion. I don't think their coffee's very good either. I like it. Anyway, see what I'm working the with, other people? Place, the you other see place what I'm is better. With? This is tough out here <laughs> sometimes. The other place is better. Yes, anyway. it is better. Um, chocolatey. It's more chocolatey. No brownie. No brownie. So. No little treat. The, but yeah, like we always come up against this where you're like, oh, but about this, like some a person. And I'm like, they don't like, but what, you know, it doesn't matter. Irrelevant. That's I, my perspective. I just think that everyone has value. And that we really, can, you think that I everybody, think, I think everyone has something to give. Wow. That's quite something. Disagree. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and I just think that there's like, I think that the second that I stop thinking that or mm. that I, like, I, I fundamentally think people can be fucking pure evil. And I think everyone has both in them, but if I'm going to look at the, the darkness first, like, like this sounds so cringe, but like, what is that going to do for me? I see. Allow you to release them into the wild and for them to be dead. To I don't you. want to be everyone's friend. Most people's, but not everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, you know, I want to see the good in people because that gives me an opportunity to maintain the fact that we can change the world. That's, that's truly what I believe. That is interesting. That is very interesting. Cause I feel like usually on a first, um, first point of contact i'm more like oh that seems like an okay person values align and you're like no queen <laughs> no it's very no, obvious to me when terrible awful and i'm it. like and i'm like oh well i think that's a bit harsh no and then fast forward like a month and i'm like oh god <laughs> this is the thing i okay i stand by what i just said yes but and but. you made the best point so there's this particular person we're talking about and i met this person twice and i was like they're not good. Mm-hmm. Like you need to back the fuck away from that person. And yeah. Kristen was like, no, why? I think they're really nice. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it wasn't that positive, but I kind of said like, I didn't want to be their best friend. I, no, but you, you liked them. You thought they had, I liked them. You thought the good outweighed. You thought, yes, correct. you didn't think they were malicious. I thought they were malicious. Yes. Yes. That's actually very accurate. Yes. Yeah. And I thought like harmless, but not my type of person. So probably keep at a distance. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking way. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. back. Get back. Yeah. And it turned out I was right. Yes. I'm always right. Yeah. And about, I'm actually always right with a gut instinct about someone in the first yeah. reading. And then you accidentally wounded me, but in a complimentary way, <laughs> when you said, and this is so accurate, you said, it's because I had like a nice childhood. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. You were like, I had a nice childhood, Hannah. So like, I trust people at first, mm-hmm. whereas I'm like the opposite. I read the play and I'm like, bad egg, bad egg, bad egg, like straight away. But if I do trust someone, I trust them a hundred percent and then they have to break me down. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm only giving out like 10% trust, but I'm like either zero or a hundred straight away. I just decide like in the first meeting, whether you're gone or you're in. Yeah. So interesting. It is so interesting. Well, I think the the quote came from, it was also like guys we fucked, which is interesting. Given we're talking about their stuff. Um, I think one of them said like having a good childhood just means that you're disappointed and let down every single day. Which I'm like, oh, that's quite accurate that's for me. That's quite sad. Whereas like yeah. I'm trying to find the good. The, yeah. I'm always trying to look for the good. Yes. Whereas I'm take the good as it is. And then I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> 
bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, in conclusion, um, I think that, well, actually, I was going to ask you, have there, has there been a time in recent memory when you were like introducing one friend to another friend and you were like, oh no, these people are going to hate each other or like, or no, sorry, no, not even hate, but like worried that one person, one party was going to say something that the other party perceived to be problematic. Has it happened in recent memory? No. Interesting. Because you don't care what they say or because you think that they're, everyone's aligned. I'm actually well never worried about the problematic element. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried about the vibe. The vibe. Because I trust that all my friends would, um, like, I, and I trust that my friends know each other in a sense because I'm someone who, like, with my close friends, like, they all know of each other. Mm. Um, and I trust that they would know enough about each other without meeting yep. to know what, like, how to be. Mm. Um, and not saying that anyone's problematic, but I just think that, like, I love my friends to the extent where I talk about them a lot. And yep. so I think they, I know who to introduce to each other and I know who would mesh well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when there's, like, two worlds colliding, like a uni friends or school friends or something, I'm only ever worried, like, these people represent different parts of my life and maybe different stages of who I am. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you, when I introduce two separate groups of people to each other or two separate people that are representative of that, it bothers me because I feel like I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, And that's right. like a weird identity flip. Mm-hmm. And then I walk away being like, who was I in that? And who were those people to each other? And it makes me feel on edge. Okay. What if you found out that two of your friends who didn't know each other had met at some other thing that you weren't at? Um, I'd probably be like, ooh. <laughs> but yeah. not for the problematic element. Again, for the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Because that has happened. Like when I lived at college, we had like exchange students every semester. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the exchange students were from the same school. And I'd be good friends with both of them. And then they'd go back and at, they'd be in America and they'd meet each other. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, to me, that's safe because it's like so far it's away. It's so, but it's so out of your control. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Is that a particular um, is a particular thing you're thinking of? No, I can't think of one. I feel safe in the fact that like I, I do know who I am to each of those those people. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think I try to give a lot of the pie out, basically. Yeah. So I'm not never that stressed. Mm-hmm. But I can understand why other people would be like wanting to keep really strict boundaries. Yeah. I think for me and like the point that you were making about like you know outer circle friends for me I'm like well that person's not my friend they're just like in a group that I'm in kind of and I'm not really in a friendship group but like sometimes there's like people who like come with other people Mm. in like an extended group setting I suppose that I'd be like well they are around and they're problematic but I that they're not my friend at all uh I know we're trying to wrap up a bit but Something that always in these sort of situations it gets to me is like, I sort of feel like an additional responsibility because of cheek. Mm. Like sometimes I'm like, am I responsible for this person? Like this, like who I'm hanging out with and things because I have this platform and like, am this voice and I'm so willing to be so aggressive Mm. about my takes online. And then I get into the, like, this is so funny on Saturday at, um, we had a party at my house for that AFL. (gasps) Terrible. The men's AFL. Two of my friends were meeting my housemate and one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. Not you, Quixen. I would never go to a men's AFL party. Anyway, like we all had a few beers and then it was, I was actually hilarious, but I was also like, ugh, classic. My housemate was like making a joke to my friend and saying, I love what Hannah does where she'll tweet a bunch of memes being like, fuck the football, fuck it. And then she'll get home and be like, are we watching Origin tonight? Oh my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're really exposing yourself. And it was right? so funny at the time. Like, everyone was cracking up and like, classic Ferg, like, what a bitch sort of thing. Like, she's such a traitor on her own views. But, like, at the time, it's so funny. But then I sit there and I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I am awful. Like... <laughs> I think it's for me it's the opposite because it's like especially on the podcast I'm always like <laughs> and then I feel like if people but it's mostly it's just cheek people yeah. or like and maybe people who meet like from extension but they know they know who I am from cheek already but we don't actually know in real life yes um I'm kind of like are they because I'm not this is not me in real life no. me on the podcast is not me real in real life like our conversations one-on-one are not even like we are on the podcast yes. because it's different it's, it's a performance still yeah it's still accurate um our opinions are the same but, but it's a different you, vibe. you know when you're like you're switched on and you leave something and you feel exhausted yeah. it's kind of like that we get you just that. know you're putting something extra yes yeah. so sometimes i do think when people have like know of me through cheek especially through the podcast and then meet me in real life i think i wonder sometimes i don't really care what they think to be honest but i do wonder if they think oh she was very quiet yeah but they know you're like i think that those things aren't separate. Like you can mm. be an introvert yeah. and you can in a one-on-one conversation in a private room be mm-hmm. this person. Yeah. Like I, I think that to not, I, to be surprised by that is to have no critical thinking. True. People probably do know because yeah. I talk about being an introvert all the time. That's the thing. The other thing is if it's just um, me on my own, I would be different. Because like, so we met someone at Pride, mm. two people at Pride who listened to the podcast. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you Brisbane. for coming. Oh, that was really nice. It was really nice. And you like because you know that I'm interested, and not it's not that that doesn't actually make me uncomfortable at all. No, um, but I know that but prefer you carry me the to... conversation. Yeah. I'm just like, hello, <laughs> thank you, and I'm like, another person's like, I just didn't want to talk this much. I'm actually just want to say hi. That's not what they did, by the way. It's just a joke. But if it was just me by myself, I would carry it a bit more. But yeah, if it's if it's both of us, I'm kind of like, this one's on you. It's gonna hang. Yeah, but I know that, and I'm like, here's my role. Yeah, CEO. Don't say a word. You like, and it's like, here's 17 thoughts I just have. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Stop it. <laughs> Didn't mean that as an insult. No, it's not an insult. It's a compliment. Okay, bye. 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 If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You can also find us on Instagram at CheekMediaCo or online at CheekMedia.com.au. Yes, that's the one. That's the one.